last week, we left off with a little bit of a cliffhanger as to figuring out what movie I was trying to poorly describe to you. You have figured it out, but have you figured out the 12th movie? We're going to have to like figure out. So the backstory, Mm -hmm. Um, I asked Jaylene how many um, animated films we had seen at Christmas, like Christmas dinner. Mm -hmm. And I sat Christmas dinner trying to figure it out. And I was able to name 10 out of the 12 animated that we had seen. And those two that I did not name, one of them being the movie that Jaylene was trying to get me or the clues that she gave for me to guess. And just to remind everyone with my very poor description of the movie that I was trying to get you to guess was it is the origin story for this character that uh, grows up in an orphanage and uh, he befriends someone in the orphanage who ends up being the villain later on in the film. So I'm describing that film. But I gave you another hint of his origin story is based on a giant, well, I didn't say giant franchise, but it's it's a pretty big ass like franchise, but he only appears in the second movie forward. So he wasn't even. So in the original series. Yeah. yeah. And you were, it was funny because you were just like, Doctor Strange. Well, no, no, I was looking at you and you said it's not Doctor Strange. <laughs> like immediately. But-, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was just the fact that you you even guessed right away. You're like, the fact that this is a big movie, like this is a big deal that like they've pulled out a character in order to, uh, you know. Big enough for this to make a spinoff of like a spinoff series. Yeah. Or, or movie for. Yeah. So the answer is. Well, let me tell you what happened. So Christmas dinner, I'm sitting there and I'm, I named 10 out of the 12 animated that we had seen. And um, I, Brayden knew what the movie was that I was thinking of. And I was just saying words and he was like, no, like you're, you're not, it's not it. And then I said, would you give me a clue? And he said, what would you like? And I said, is it Disney? And he says, no. Oh, he gave you a clue. And I said, is it Pixar? And he said, no. (laughs) And I was like, okay, animated, not those two. So what's left over is DreamWorks. And knowing that it is DreamWorks, I immediately knew it was Shrek. So then it is Puss in Boots. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So if he hadn't had given me those clues, though, like I felt guilty I, they, he told me that and I was like oh oh no I know what it is now <laughs> but yeah I don't think I would have been able to get it although I did have a conversation it, two days ago where Shrek was brought up so that might have triggered triggered it's funny because I was like Shrek is a part of my life it seems like once a week it'll it'll randomly <laughs> come pop up, up yeah and it's like whether it's social media or someone's making a reference to shrek and i was actually really hoping for your sake a reference to shrek it, was going to happen it, and it did but it came up after the fact i had already <laughs> guessed what the movie was so i was like oh maybe i would have gotten it within the week or since we last recorded quite possibly yeah. it's it is hilarious like it's so badly explained but it I makes reckon- sense but it make it makes sense you it like it is it holds true to the story though <laughs> as terrible as it is yeah so my other hint if you didn't get it by then 
today mm-hmm. when we were recording. My other hint was going to be a sequel had just been released last year. Yeah. To that, see if that, that might have help. helped. Yeah. Because I didn't know if it was a standalone or if, if this character had more than just the one. What is the other? Yeah. yeah. That, that, that might have helped because I really want to see this. Everyone raved on about it. It was in theaters for a very long time and I ummed and nod. I was like, do I go see it? Do I not? I'm, anyone anyone I've talked to has loved it. Yeah. So I don't I don't know where it would show up on a streaming platform because it's DreamWorks. Ooh. It might be on Honestly Crave and sadly. Yeah. Don't have that one. Not anymore. Trying not to. I was like thinking, I was like, should I like pull back on subscriptions? And then I was thinking, I was like, no, I don't need to. Because like there's multiple things going on that everyone's got a piece of the pie that we're covering each other. Yeah. So I was like, no, I, I don't need to sign up for another one. Yeah. But before we figure out what the 12th movie of the cartoon that you can't remember <laughs> Welcome to She Bought That DVD, the podcast where every week we are watching one new DVD from our mother's giant collection. I am your co-host, Jaylene. And I'm Violet. And what movie did we pick last week to watch this week? Uh, burlesque. We did We did watch Burlesque. But we're going to put a pin in that because we want to quickly figure out what the, what 12th, the 12th one movie is. is. Okay, so here we go. We've got I, I was going to say, I Aladdin, think to kind of The them. Little Mermaid. Polar Express, Rudolph Shiny New Year's, uh, Tangled, Piglet's Big Movie, Coraline. Um, oof. You haven't named the one that... Uh, well, that'd be the 11th one. I'm trying oh, to think of the 10 that I already knew. Gotcha. I have to remember what you have and haven't mentioned. I just know you did not mention the one that... Yeah. The 12th one. Um, yeah, I'm missing three now. Well, oh, uh, Snow White. Yes. So that is, so I'm missing two. Yep. Did you say Tangled? Yeah, I did say Tangled. You did say Tangled. Yeah. Oh, uh, Sursa. Yes. So I'm missing one. Well, I'll put some boots. Ten. So I'm missing one that I've guessed already and then one. Unless I counted wrong. Ooh. Because you haven't mentioned the one. Okay. Um, so let's go. The first one was Tangled. Yep. The second one is the one that you're missing. Oh. We had a long break, it seems like. Oh, Piglet's big movie was the third one. Okay. Uh, I might have counted E.T., but it's I don't no. know why I would have. I don't think please, I did. Puss in Boots yep. was number four. Okay, that's three. Aladdin. Yeah. Rudolph Shiny New Year. Yeah. The Polar Express. Yeah. Surf's Up. Yeah. The Little Mermaid. Yeah. And then I believe it jumps all the way to Coraline because that we had a long break of uh, no animation. <laughs> like it was a full year. Uh, Coraline. Okay. And then, yeah, it was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. So, that's so it's 11. 11. So I might have accidentally counted. Uh, but that wouldn't make sense because I named 10. So there are 11. You're missing one. The second but one. But I didn't name Puss in Boots. I named 10 outside of Puss in Boots. So there's two more. Unless we doubled up on something. Okay, what's, what's, the, give me the. So the, the true 11th. Uh, the bad description. Bad description. 
I think like objectively, if you, when we discuss this film, thinking about what the movie truly was about was kind of horrifying. Coraline? <laughs> oh, <laughs> good point. But no, I was thinking about this, like how to describe this to you uh, earlier on, because I was like, wondering if you had gotten it. And I just remember our discussion about it was whether or not, um, like what they were scaring the children with was kind of quite scary. What they were scaring the, so there it's humans in it? Well, I know there aren't humans in it, but there are, they're like children of the offspring of what they Whatever are. Whatever it is. Yes. What are they? You can't give that to me? No, I can't. No, I can't. Because that's the name of the movie. What what they are is the names of the movie. Um, can you give me more? Can you tell me something else? Uh, Disney, DreamWorks, Pixar? I think it's DreamWorks. It's not Disney nor Pixar. Uh, it doesn't help. I think another movie of it was also released this year. They've had multiple movies released. It was also a movie that we made mom watch and she watched it. She like, we gave her the DVD to watch, but then she watched it on Netflix before it got taken off Netflix. Ray? <laughs> no. <laughs> that was on the TV. Mom PVR'd that one. Yeah. That was like a year ago, last Christmas. Yeah, that was. You're not, tell me storyline, tell me plot, not just the things that they're scaring the kids with. Well, that's the origin story. <laughs> Stop with this origin story <laughs> bullshit. They live in a tree and then they flew, they ran away. And Poppy, that is the first character's name, gets taken away and she goes on an adventure and they sing. And one of them doesn't like to sing. And then they decide to make friends. This is so fucked up. Sorry. I like you're telling me a whole storyline and I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, hold on. They live in a tree. They used to live in a tree. They used to live in a tree. And then Poppy got taken away and then they escaped the tree and then they went into hiding. And Poppy grew older and her dad is the leader. And then Poppy and Blue Man, I don't I know the actor's name, but I don't know. I'm not I can't give you the actor's name. Uh, they go on an adventure because I think dad gets taken. I think dad is the one that goes missing and they run into the cloud who we love that character. And the character only shows up in this one part of the movie, the cloud. And then they go back and then they make friends. I remember with- the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> the cloud is so funny. Oh, it's, it was a, it was a good, it was shoot oh my goodness no way yes no way it's trolls it's trolls oh my goodness wow yeah oh that was such a good movie (laughs) do you see why i can't tell you what they are (laughs) yeah okay that was such a good movie Mm -hmm. i forgot we no i didn't i i have memories of seeing that movie obviously because i saw it and i have (laughs) I have memories of the day we recorded that podcast because I was very angry and upset that day. Yes, we got into an argument. (laughs) We did, but I was sitting here trying to finish the movie. Oh. And I was upset about something from work. 
Ah. And I don't know if we recorded the podcast that day. Yeah. We did. We did end up recording the podcast that day. But yes, we were over there. But I remember sitting here where we are right now and I was watching it on my phone and I was like, I just need whatever more, many more minutes. And there was like some sort of drama at work that I was involved in. And I was really, really upset while watching the ending of that film. And then, yes, we had a, a, a disagreement about whatever was going on in that film. Good film, though. Wow. <laughs> I Wild that you explained a film, though. And... I couldn't I couldn't picture these characters that you were talking about. You're just saying words to me. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm quite impressed that I pulled out Poppy, but I can't remember his name. Smiley? No, it was like Hank. Or oh, yeah, something like that. Shrink. Smiley. I don't, I don't know. It was. It's played by Justin Timberlake. That's all I know. The Cloud. I mean, yeah, because I remember we had a discussion oh. about The Cloud being, like, one of the better characters that we thought would have more storyline and plot. In any case, yes, we are going to move on to burlesque because that is this week's episode and that is what we picked last week. But I did want to give some time to uh, finishing off naming the 11 animated movies that we have watched so far. So burlesque is a movie that I have not seen before. It is a movie that you have seen before. How long ago have you seen it or when when did you last see it? And that, this came out in 2010. Yeah. And I my guess is you watched it on Netflix. Yeah, probably 2013, 14 is my best guess. Yeah, it's been on Netflix for a very long time. And the sad news is it is no longer available on Netflix. It is gone. It has been removed since January 1st, which is crazy. I just like... It's been on my recommended for weeks, no, like months and years. And I'm just like, no, I had no interest. Like, I'm not going to watch it. And then this came along. I was like, well, I'm eventually going to have to watch burlesque. So I'm, I'll just leave it. Do you know why you watched it? It just came up on your recommended and you were like, hey, it let's was, go. It was 2013, 14. There wasn't as many films on Netflix or like there wasn't mm-hmm. as much. So I think it was just recommended and I was like, yeah, why not? Song, dance, sweet. Party, yeah. So the movie was released November 24th, 2010. A little bit of research on it. I normally don't go like this heavy into it, but I was curious to see like what it was going to make. Again, this is a time of my life where I wasn't paying attention to like what was happening um, for films. However, that's not entirely true because it was released, I believe, the weekend before. I think it was the weekend before uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. I'm nice. v- very, very familiar with that. And Tangled. Yeah. So it started to compete with that on the second week of its release. So it kind of like really tanked. Tough. That's tough. Like it's it's not going to do well up against basically a giant corporation. And then not to mention Disney releasing Tangled and Tangled also was in theaters for a very long time because I saw that in January and that was the first uh Disney series film or TV well Disney princess film where they had the new animation style yeah not to mention it's just a good story oh great it's a great one yeah the budget for this film was 55 million dollars I definitely could tell it was a high budget film and partway through it I was actually wanting to confirm this just because how many different costumes there were 
it's in the same vein as Moulin Rouge, where Moulin Rouge also had a ton of costumes and they had tons of different musical numbers happening in this film, just like Moulin Rouge was. Obviously, they are different. I'm not comparing them, but I just was thinking you can't make this movie off of $10 million. I hate to say it. Not to mention, like, you also have some fairly big-ish names. It's 2010, so the bigger name would have been Cher and Christina Aguilera. I recognize that Kristen Bell was big, but she wasn't leading this movie. She was very much a supporting character. And Veronica Mars had just finished, and I think... Like Frozen, she would have been working on because Frozen, I believe, is 2013. Huh. So that makes sense. Yeah, I'm not too sure on the 2013. Yeah, because. Or 2012. I'm not entirely sure. We'll find out when we watch Frozen, whenever that comes up. But I just like. We own Frozen? We own Frozen. I've never seen the film in its entirety. Yeah, because you kept walking out. Um, that's where we. That's how we were watching it. The DVD. We were watching it. Yes. And then, mom wanted to watch. Then it. Then mom wanted to watch it, so she wanted to restart it. And I like had plans that day, so I had to go shower. So I took a shower when I got out of the shower. We, we were much farther along than what we had seen. So I I've seen the beginning and the end. There's a middle chunk that is missing. That's fine. It'll make sense when you decide to watch it eventually, or when it comes up. Yeah. So. I would say like Frozen is like when her fame catapulted her, like not saying that she wasn't on the map before, but she was like front and center for every single project is kind of what Frozen made for her. So Kristen, like I just remember seeing Kristen Bell in one of the images for burlesque and I was like, wait. I didn't realize she was in this film. That's how like supporting character she is. Not to mention like Stanley Tucci's also in this film. And I had no idea he was in this film until I read who was in this film. I was like, holy shit, this, this film is stacked with people. Oh yeah. So worldwide it made $89 million at the box office. I also found this crazy stat. So it's just for the United States alone in dvd and blu-ray sales it sold over 1.4 million copies grossing 30 million dollars i get the sense that this is one of those films that was a grower rather than an instant hit it's also been apparently a cult classic with a lot of drag shows they will pull pieces from uh the soundtrack or like uh, ensembles and recreate them in their shows and apparently it's not broadway but they were going to do a tour of some sort like a show on stage but it was planned for uh good old 2020 and, uh, we all know what happened that year nothing happened that year <laughs> nothing happened that year but a lot happened that year if you know what i'm saying so i was very excited to watch this movie f- purely for the she's moving her arms around the stage the no. venue the 
The trailers. The trailers. Yep. I oh. was I was looking for the trailers. Wow, that was not the uh, hand motion I would ever use for trailers. <laughs> I was trying to <laughs> describe a TV screen. <laughs> ah. And uh, the first one, as we all know, uh, Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Always. We gotta. We gotta get. Got your an Blu-ray. anti-smoking in there? No, we didn't. Instead, we had a Sony advertisement. Uh-huh. Yeah, they were advertising their Bravia TV, and. Music, but like sound is what they were advertising, not necessarily music itself. And the next one was How Do You Know, which has Paul Rudd, Reese Witherspoon, and Owen Wilson in this film. And I know that one is also on Netflix, but I don't think we own that one. It's hard to say. I don't think we own My it. memory is starting to like really tank. Like I used to know what movies we did and didn't own, but now it's been two years and I haven't physically had to like look at them all and scan them and like manhandle them. I've totally forgotten. The next one, I was like, oh, I know what this is. I I like this movie. And then it 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 I guess I hadn't seen this movie, not realizing that they were in this movie together. Anyways, I thought it was salt. It was the tourist. I had I like wrote down salt and I was like, that's like Angel- a, a good movie too. I was like Angelina Jolie. We got Johnny Depp. I I know it's this movie. And then all of a sudden, it, yeah, it popped up the tourist. I was like, wait, we own that. I know we own both. Uh, I've never seen the tourist before. I've only seen Salt. Uh, but I like Angelina Jolie in all and any spyish adventurous films. So I'm looking forward to the day that that gets pulled. You like Mr. and Mrs. Smith? I now am reconsidering keeping it because I like Angelina Jolie. What did I say? You didn't like it. Uh, I don't like it. Like, I don't really like that movie. You just, you just like Angelina. I just like Angelina Jolie. Me too. We'll get there with Tomb Raider. We'll have lots to talk about. Oh, yeah. Like, we'll have, we'll leave it there. I'm going to put a pin in that for the future, whenever that happens. (laughs) Uh, The next one was Country Strong. And this had Gwyneth Gwyneth Paltrow in it, Tim McGraw, and Leighton Meester. I forgot that this movie existed. Sorry, I'm singing Tim McGraw by Taylor Swift. Oh, gotcha. Uh, (laughs) This entire time I was like, I can't remember Gwyneth Paltrow's name. Then this morning at the gym, <laughs> I was thinking, oh, because CeeLo Green came on. I was like, wait, I forgot Gwyneth Paltrow can actually sing because she was on, op- on an episode for Gre- uh, for Glee and she sang CeeLo Green's uh, Forget You song. And I was like, oh, oh. This, like, this whole timeline now makes sense because of 2010. Glee was really popular then. And then finally, You Got Served, Beat the World. And it's by the same writer-director as, oh no, oh no. What's the movie? I don't know if it's Stomp the Yard. It might be Stomp the Yard. We don't own that? No, we don't. But it's a dance movie. But I know it's not Step Up. But anyways, this is a sequel. And then I looked it up. And it has like, it got 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's how bad this movie was. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then like, I was, I got really into like reading the uh, reviews on that. And I was like, I have to watch the movie. So, so I, so I did that next. And 
that was that movie is in widescreen which is very exciting i i'm happy that we own this one on widescreen if i had put this in and found out it was full screen i would have swapped over to netflix nothing worse than having like a dance movie and it like cutting out and shrinking like it, you're basically cutting out dancers possibly hmm. okay you ready to talk about this film yeah and like what it is oh quickly i i think i told you but when i brought it home brayden's like oh i think i've seen this movie but then we're both laughing at the fact that he watched it but he doesn't he can't figure out why he's watched it because he's like this is not the kind of movie i would sit alone and turn on and watch like i, I know that but then he starts describing the movie to me as if i have seen it. i was like i've never seen this movie before but i'll confirm whether or not you're correct but then as he was describing it to me i was like yeah i'm sure you did watch this movie because uh i think that's like the storyline of any dance movie really uh Oh, except for like step up and center stage and oh center stage yeah so I, I don't know he 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 described it pretty close so we are introduced to Allie who is an orphan she ends up running away to Los Angeles to pursue her dream of dancing and acting we see that at the very beginning that she can dance and sing like that's kind of like the introduction to her character she stumbles into a burlesque lounge and is mesmerized by the dancers bartender Jack sends her to apply to tests in the back uh, Allie ends up being rejected and is sent back to the bar Allie notices that the lack of attention to guests and decides to pick up a tray and start working. There's some like unhappiness with that, but then she basically secures herself a job because a like she's helping the patrons and actually like making money for the place because the place is not making money or barely staying afloat. One of the dancers, like partway through the film or like one third way through the film, one of the dancers becomes pregnant and Allie gets the chance to audition, proving that she knows every dance number. Jackie and Allie's friendship begins to grow. She like moves into his place because she gets kicked out of her. Well, no, she gets robbed and then she moves into his place. He's also engaged at this time. So like it's not like they can they just have to remain friends. Nikki doesn't like Allie's newfound attention. Nikki is played by Kristen Bell. She ends up sabotaging one of the dance numbers because she always came to work drunk. And when this happened, Allie decides to use her vocals for the show because there's no sound at this point. And then Tess becomes excited and develops a whole new show around Allie. The entire movie we're finding out that the club is trying to be bought out by this guy because he wants to buy the airspace so he can basically you know it's la he wants to flip the land and make money so tess has also been faulting on her loans because they're not churning enough money so she basically is trying to be bought out in order to like pay back the loans and then the guy will be happy about getting his airspace in the end, they approach the landowner across the street to outbid the air rights and allow her to keep the club. And like the end. But like my 
I'm like, I don't really believe in that because like I get that the guy sold his properties in the build the high rise building to have all these beautiful views. But what is essentially stopping him from then doing the other thing on the other side and providing other views for that building? Then it blocks the views of the the first building. But he's double dipping his money. I don't I don't <sighs> And that's what biz like that's what capitalist people do is like they see the opportunity of like it doesn't matter if I screw over these 1.1 million dollar condos I can get them I on the other side. I still think that'd be 10 years away. I wouldn't worry too much about it. I I'm concerned that our club never gets saved in the end. Like mm-hmm. it does, but it doesn't. You know, it's just a band-aid situation. Could be. So Cher has stated that she felt that this could have been a better film. She puts the blame on the writer-director Steve Anton, stating that he's a really terrible director and it was a terrible script. I remember him saying, I don't care about what you say. I just want to shoot the dance numbers. And Cher has done acting before, so she's like, it's not like it's her first time. I personally sorry yikes to all of that though i know like this came out years later it's not like she was out like badmouthing her film as they were promoting it she also stated the fact that if certain things were cut out it actually would have been a short and sweet film that like people could just like an easy watch and like not to say like this film isn't an easy watch but we definitely get to a point in the film near the end where i'm like this thing is still not over. Like we could have cut out a few dance numbers. Correct. There was probably two dance numbers that were unnecessary. And after reading this statement, it then goes to show that Steve Anton basically just wanted to make a dance movie, but didn't know how to make a story around dance. Yeah, I considered skipping through one of the dance numbers. That's I, how over I started to get. I just was thinking, I didn't expect, I, I don't know how long this movie is. I haven't looked it up. Well, I, I have actually. Two hours. Back. It's two, it's 119 minutes. Holy shit. It's two hours. Yeah. This movie easily could have cut out 15 minutes. Yeah. Easily. Yes. Dang. Yeah. Cause like I got partly like, half the first half hour, 45 minutes. It goes by very quick. It pulls you in. I absolutely love the setup of the film where you meet her Allie, Christina Aguilera, she's singing, she's dancing all by herself. She's kind of very smart, like really, really smart. And I appreciate her character development. But then it starts to drag and I'm like, no, like she started so strong. And now I feel as though like the character has settled and she's no longer having the growth that she was previously showing. Like maybe they gave her too much growth at the beginning. Yes, it seemed like very um in the middle, like she just kind of f- fell into this like pattern or routine of like not much was going on. It was just working at the the uh the club, the burlesque club, and uh, hanging out with Marcus. And that was kind of all that was going on in the middle. Yeah, and uh, for me personally, I was like, that's actually not the character I've envisioned her to be. Yeah, because. She was so driven and motivated. A go-getter. At the start, yeah. Exactly. And not to say that maybe that slowed down because, like, she cared about the club. And when she found out about, like, it basically going under foreclosure, she wanted to make a change. But I just didn't think that their principles or and values aligned enough that it was believable for her to be hanging out with 
rich dude. Yeah. And then I, I think it also did bother me that she hung around Jack for so long because, again, I thought she would be a bit better of a go-getter and to, like, go find her own place. Like, I I get that they wanted them to stay together because they wanted the friendship to grow into a relationship. Mm-hmm. But, again, I found that less believable with the fact that you have someone who has so many aspirations to chase after. Like, I don't know, like maybe she's a goal oriented person, but like once she gets to the goals, that's confusing. Like what do you chase after next? Yeah. But she's also just like, was she not trying to also find a place to stay and live? Like, or she it didn't do, seem like it, but like that's not, doesn't fit with who. Yeah. So there were like tiny little things where it was like, mm, what like, is her motivation? We've lost it. Yeah. We're just wanting to see the dance numbers. And the songs. Yeah. And so like this is where Cher's comic comes in. I was like, wow, like Cher basically tells it point blank. This is what's wrong with it with some distance. And the fact that like she could basically figure out what was going to be wrong with this film while being in the film is huge. I think that's like a very commendable thing to realize. But I do think there are good things about this film but then there are some like really poorly executed things and I liked this film for the fact that it was very fun and such an easy watch and sometimes like this film reminded me that movies can be fun they don't have to take themselves seriously I also the one thing that I truly appreciate about this film is yes Nikki is not a nice character But the sabotaging that she does is not overly nasty. That's the other thing. Like, it wasn't... No, I mean, she was really mean what she said to Cher, to Cher's character about sleeping with her husband the night after they got married. Yeah, like that. That was the one thing I was like, girl, what? But it turns out it's a lie. Yeah. I just really like that they could have gone down a super, super catty route, but instead it was, like, not as much. Because, like... Allie doesn't get invited to go out for pizza. So it's just showing that she's like having a harder time uh, not bonding with them. But they could have been gossiping about her and she could have overheard like shit like that. Yes. So just showing the fact that like, okay, she hasn't developed necessarily a super close relationship with them. That's fine. And I like there were parts of it that I was like, this is really nice and believable because I. There are. Are There are like people out there who have the goodness of their heart and don't always include people because they're shy and whatnot. And I think that's possibly like what these situations are. Like I just I there's parts of this film that I felt to be realistic and these characters were realistic, which I didn't expect. Yeah. And then like extenuating because like extenuating circumstances like Nikki, who was a bit cuckoo and did say some things that she shouldn't have said, but that's okay. The other big surprise was Peter Gallagher. When I saw his name come up, it was like, whoa, we have Seth Cohen, not Seth Cohen. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Sandy. We had Sandy Cohen showing up. And have you seen him in any other movies before? I have seen him, but I couldn't tell you what. So he plays a very similar character to a movie 
how to deal with Mandy Moore. And it was really bizarre to see him play such a basically not a lovely dad. Ah, I don't know what I've seen in him, but but it was something else. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it, it, but it's very hard to remove him from Sandy Cohen just because, like, you want him to be oh, he's that so wise. lovely. Yeah, uh, they, they created such a good character. Yeah, and he did a very good job yeah. with it. Yeah. What would be something that you would have added or eliminated story wise to basically tighten up the things that are essentially weak? They probably could have cut out the wedding. Yeah. Because, like, what was a story driver for that? The fight on the phone? Yeah. Like, that was the... That could have happened, happened at, at the bar. Yeah, that could have happened at the bar. That could have happened back at his apartment, and she walked in on the conversation. Like, there's... It could have helped happen somewhere else. The only other ca- character added in was the DJ that hooks up with... Um, Stanley. I don't, I don't know his... I don't know his character yeah. name, no. That, that's the only other thing that was added in there. Yeah, and then as we discussed, like, a song or two being eliminated. What about what do you think could have been? So I didn't like Cher's solo ballad at the end, personally because it was slow, and I didn't find it all that interesting. Nothing against the woman. I don't even know if she wrote the song. Like, I, I don't know. I just found it very musical-esque, where I was like, and you love musicals. <laughs> and I was like, what are we driving? Are you just, you basically were probably written into your contract. You have to sing. Sing. Yeah. And like her first song with her first opening number with it basically splicing in between her and Allie, really loved that. I thought that was wonderful. But I think that like slow three minutes of a song just wasn't cutting it for me. I do agree about the wedding scene. I think that could have certainly been cut out or altered in some sort of way but I don't really have any other issues past that I think there's just like storyline details where I agree with Cher basically saying like it's a weak storyline and things need to be tightened up yeah who's your favorite character and why because we had there's so many there's a lot there were a lot of characters I want to say Allie because I really enjoyed watching her growth but I am also very sad because like her growth again feels a bit stunted but I think that's like personal I I think like she was the perfect character that you want to root for the entire film and like cheer on and like you as the viewer are so aware of how talented she is and so you're so excited for that moment when she gets to share it and so like that first time when she gets to sing in front of everyone and share that, I was like, holy shit, like this character is phenomenal. And after that, we have like a little bit of a downward where I'm like, oh, we have lost her. Like that's, don't tell me that's the peak of like what she's capable of. Like it, it, that's just it. Yeah, that, that's all. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, we do see it at the end when she saves the club, which is nice. Correct. I I do think Allie's probably my favorite character. I do appreciate Tess. I think there are unexplored characters in this film. Alan Cummings being one. I can't figure out why he's in the film to begin with. Like, knowing nothing against him. But, like, he is taking the money 
at the beginning for like the $20 for her to come in. And then he's the doorman, but he has like a very, very small role. And he's like an announcer, but I'm just like, there could have been other business dealings that he could have been then a part of, but like, he just seems as though he's a ninth side character with a side just, quest. Yeah. They just keep adding them. Like an NPC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I see. Here's the other thing that I also really liked about this film was this is like the first time going back to my my believability where Jake has a girlfriend and is very respectful of boundaries and isn't basically p- playing into the trope of like I have a fiance I have a girlfriend but I also have a wandering eye because I have this really nice cute looking yes there is like one suggestive moment when she's getting changed but he like kind of freaks out and he just doesn't know what to do yeah I really appreciated that because it goes to show that men and women can be friends yeah and uh, they could have taken a totally different direction for that. Yes. And and he waited until he broke up with her exactly. before anything happened. He was honest. Yeah. Yeah. He 100% was honest. So maybe he turns out to be like one of my favorite characters. Not to say that I, I think Christina Aguilera's voice is just amazing. I think that's like what's blowing me away. Like that just got me very happy and excited for her and her character. Mm-hmm. What was yours? Stanley. <laughs> Stanley Tucci? Yeah, he was great. He had some really good one-liners. So yeah, he had he's just like sprinkled some wisdom yeah. about and I, I enjoyed that. And he he's just all around. I think he's a, an, an excellent actor. Like I really bought his character. Do you not feel as though it's the same as the character he played in Devil Wears Prada? It, that's just who he plays. It was what it seems. Yeah. And he does it well. So that's the only like criticism that I gave for him was like he basically possibly like pulled from that and there again is nothing wrong with that but I was like oh like that wasn't the character I was expecting but again there's nothing but his motivation in this is so different than the motivation in the devil wears Prada like it's it's a true friendship whereas in the devil wears product it Prada it's a friendship but it's also like us uh climbing a ladder like he's like looking for that that next break yeah where it's like he's not, not going anywhere at the burlesque show no like no no he's there stay. yeah 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 i know that's very true your favorite share song go favorite share song uh i like do you believe in love after love i do like that one that is really the only one i can think of right now but i think that is the one i karaoke'd one time what about you i think it's called it's in its kiss the shoop song uh, the shoop yeah, that, hold on. I like. I know it's in his kiss. Let's look up Cher's top songs. DJ, play a Christmas song. <laughs> yeah, the Shoop Shoop song. Oh. It's in his kiss. Oh, if I could turn back time, that is also a banger. Oh, it's believe. That's all it's called. Believe. Do you believe in love after love? But it's just believe. Nineteen ninety-eight. Was that her like banger? Taking back my heart. Don't you know. should listen. Look up her Christmas song that she just released. Yeah, it Mc- slaps. Mackenzie was playing it. She's so like, good. she's like the first listen I didn't like. She's like second and third. That oh. was it. Oh yeah, this is <laughs> gonna be something that is gonna be around for DJ. Play a Christmas song, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Highly recommend if anyone hasn't looked it up yet, <laughs> do it. My friend showed it to me. If yesterday. you would like a January Christmas song, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it's it's. Like, I don't listen to Cher. That's not 
someone I like the I, only I don't either. reason why <laughs> it's because of the radio station that we grew up listening to yeah and she's been a lot she's been around for a very very long time looking at her holy smokes yeah. she's released oh, a yeah. lot of albums I also went and saw her in Vegas for, no oh. no no she came here I went and saw her with mom Oh, mom and mom really wanted to go. So she asked me and I said, sure, why not? Wow. So, so I got to, to see her. No, that was like 2019. Mm. What is your favorite Christina Aguilera song? A reflection. Oh, OK. From Mulan. Yeah. OK. Uh, the album that she did back to basics, Candyman and Ain't No Other Man. Oh, can Oh, so yeah. Those this are is where she just found a style. That was great. That just complimented her. Yes. I was slightly hoping that they would use that in this film. As yeah. a burlesque. It could have been. It would work. It, it would have translated worked. so well. Exactly. And I was like, I just was like, those two songs. Like, I know Christina Aguilera has a lot of other songs, but that was the style that suited her that she was able to make popular. Like, that's the other thing. It's not a pop style. Yes, it's a pop song, but it's got like jazz instruments that you don't hear on radio play that really kind of like shook up what it, was, no, it was common. Yeah. I remember watching those music videos yeah. all the time. And yeah. then for a while they were blocked on Canada's YouTube and it was like, oh. why? Yeah, you couldn't watch them for a while. So I, I don't know what sort of copyright yeah. something yeah, going on there. Vivo was like, no Canadians can watch <laughs> this. And then I went on Spotify one day and was like, right, I can listen to Christina Aguilera and listen to the songs that I used to like from her. I will say like her demeanor and like small little body is crazy to see a giant powerful voice come out of. Yes, there is one, the song where she's in, she's wearing the green dress and her hair is curly and pulled back and then her makeup, she looks like Taylor Swift. It's freaky. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I mean it's not but yeah but I noticed so the reason why they change Kristen Bell's hair is I'm pretty sure that her and Christina Aguilera would have looked too identical it the noses it, yeah it would have been yeah not to yes. mention I I know there was a comment made about her character essentially that she stands out because like she's not dark haired like the rest of them and like I get like that was a purposeful choice mm -hmm. the hair is not a very Christina Aguilera hair. Although her hair is blonde, it just not is very common. But this is, I think, the first time seeing Kristen Bell with dark hair. Like dark, dark hair. Yes. I can't think of another time. No. And I thought it suited her. But yes, I kept looking at Christina Aguilera with the wig and the bangs. And I was like, is that? And I'm like, no, it's not Kristen Bell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's it. I, I still had a good time watching this. I was surprised as to how much of a good time I had watching this film. I never would have watched this film had it not been for... It was on your list of recommended watch stuff, though, for years, though. I know, but, like, normally I don't listen. Oh, okay. Because sometimes I'm like, no algorithm, you've got me all wrong. You're fighting it. Sometimes it does have me all wrong. Okay. It doesn't know what I want to watch because I don't know what I want to watch. Although, like, there is this new documentary that got released. I don't remember what it was called. Like, the trailer just got released yesterday or the it just got released 
couple of days ago. And I looked at Brain and was like, we're going to watch that. And I like, I just like got good vibes, but I was like, I want to watch it. I like that, like not science fiction. Um, true crime documentaries. That algorithm is good. Hmm. And nature documentaries also good. Okay. Let's rate this film. What is your story score? Three out of five. Right down the middle. I'm slightly higher than 50%, but I've seen it before and also nothing shocking, nothing crazy. I gave it a 3.5 out of five. I think this was Christina Aguilera's first time acting. She did really good, except for the crying scene. I think she was trying not to laugh. If you watch her, she just looks as though she's about to burst into laughter. Oh, so no. like she's having a hard time yeah. like taking this so seriously. Yeah. Uh, and then as for the whole story, I think like there's things that could have been tightened up as we've already also discussed, but overall a good time. Mm-hmm. Music. Give it a three out of five. It's great. Too many, too much, too many. I agree with the share number. I uh, likely it's in her contract. She's going to get a solo, but is something else like the first song that we see her singing sort of thing yeah like it could have been a slow ballad that's fine i just don't think it was the right song choice for her per se uh i gave it a four out of five i actually really really liked all of the music that was in it i'm only taking a point off for the fact that there was too many songs that's that's huh. literally it I, everything else i enjoyed visuals I gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Like the dance number. Really liked the aesthetic of the club and then going behind and seeing all the costumes and everything. So I gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Yeah, I also gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Visually, I liked this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. The costumes were phenomenal. Definitely spent a lot of money on that. I liked the stage and I liked the bar. Although the more I kept looking, I was like, this is definitely not a real bar because like they had no bottles in behind. It was all <laughs> it's just a logistics thing that I'm like overthinking on. But I really, really liked the lounge that they had designed and developed. I thought that was like very, very well done. Your overall score. 6.33. Okay. I am 7.3 out of 10 or 333. And IMDB has it at 6.4. So you ah. are pretty much bang on yeah. with cool. that rounding number, but it goes down. But it's it, close. It, it's pretty damn close. Tonight's question or today's question is, do we keep this DVD? No. Oh, I, I'm going to say yes. OK, cool. I would like to keep this movie because now it's no longer available on Netflix. OK. And I actually think this is a movie I would sit down and rewatch the first hour. I don't need to watch the last hour. <laughs> I could watch the first the be- beginning of it. Yeah. Yeah. And like be really happy and content with that, knowing how it finishes, but not necessarily needing to. Yeah. Up until she starts seeing Marcus or whatever. Yeah. That's literally it. Yeah. Like I get like Marcus is an important character, but it just he screws over her character development. So I don't need to watch that. Yeah. That's it. Okay, we are going to move on and pick next week's DVD. It's time to bid adieu to Burlesque. What a fun treat that was. After a slightly very heavy movie the previous week, that being Prisoners, which I still will... Like, I've remembered to call it Prisoners and not Possession, but (laughs) same old, same old. Are we ready to move on to next week's movie? 
Yes. Yeah? Okay. It's oh. also an easy one. Okay. Oh, it's an easy watch? It's, it's also an easy watch. Okay. I don't... I was hoping for something a little bit more, but maybe... Have you seen it? Have I seen it? Tell me more. I have seen this one multiple times. I think you may have seen this once, maybe twice. It, it used You to, like it. I don't know if I liked it or if it was just an easy background watch to have on while I was doing school or something. Like oh. I, I just, I fell back to it. It's okay. kind of like in that category. Okay. I don't think I've seen it in about five or six years. Uh... I know you have seen it. It okay. used to be on Netflix. I don't believe it is anymore. Oh, okay. Um, let DVD me, trade-off. Yeah, let me double check before I give you more. Oh, it might still be on Netflix. Okay, so a very big cast involved, like with some very top names. Um... I'm trying to think of, like, how to give you hints about this film without, like, really giving it away. But I think, like, what always, rem like, when you click on it on, like, Netflix and she's, like, uh, doing the voiceover or it has to do with the trailer and she's doing the voiceover of the trailer on the on Netflix. She talks about how she is the den mother to the students and she basically finds herself within, like leading these girls but she's like is this the one with whatever her name blonde hair um um it's like a sorority yeah but it's like the misfit sorority yeah i don't know what it's called but i can picture it and i don't know her name either or i do know her name but i can't recall it from memory um does it have house in the title yes it does okay. good job um Oh, shoot. Is it House Bunny? It is. Okay. You have seen I it. I have seen it. I figured, yeah. but yeah. have you seen it more than once? I don't think I've seen it more than once. Okay. I think I've only watched it the one, one time. time. Yeah. Okay. Really big cast. Anna Ferris. That's yeah, who That's you were the thinking. name I'm thinking of. Yes. Emma the Stone. Yes. Colin Hanks. Kat Dennings. Catherine McPhee. Rumor Willis. Mm -hmm. Huge. Mm -hmm. Like, these people are not small people anymore they have certainly grown since uh the last time like this is 2008 that's how old this movie is it's 15 years old it is 16 well 15 going on 16 because we, we're early 2024 i don't think this was released we'll find out i'll announce it next week when it exactly was released but yeah. it's it's 15 going on 16 we are going to end the episode there. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this week's episode. If you'd like to follow us along, hit the follow or subscribe button. If you'd like to follow us on any of our socials, those are linked in the show notes below. Until then, have a really great week. Take care, everyone. Bye. <laughs>